Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode, the pilot, if you will, of Zach of All Trades, a show that I've started uh, in honor of someone who is very close to me. Uh, and this is what this episode's kind of about. Uh, for those of you that don't know, or don't maybe don't know me, uh, back in February, on the on the 23rd of February, um, my uh, the man that I consider my father, not my biological father, but the man that my whole life has been there for me as my father figure, uh, tragically took his own life, and um, and and left behind a few things. And one of the things that he left behind was a uh, an entire setup of podcast equipment, a bunch of podcasting equipment that uh, when he was around, his goal was to start a podcast um, with me and we were going to talk about mainly about sports, football, basketball, things like that and um, probably would just divulge into a bunch of other things, kind of like how most of our conversations would go. Um, and um, this episode is kind of an, is, is, a, is one that maybe won't be like any of the others. Uh, it's going to be kind of different. Uh, I felt that it was important that this episode, you know, for anybody that may not have known him, and especially for the people that did know him, it was important that this one, that everyone kind of understand why I'm doing this, why I'm here, uh, why, uh, you know, this is going to be so important to me and why it's why it is so special to me. And I thought nobody uh, would be better as a guest, as a first guest to, to discuss him and, and his life and everything and how much he meant to us. More than my sister, Ashton Cook. Uh, we have a really nice conversation. We sit down and we, we talk about him. We talk about the things that he's done for us and some, some funny stories along the way. And we even get, uh, I guess, uh, the, the term in a photograph is photobombed. But if you get bombed, like if somebody bumps in on you in a podcast while you're recording, I don't know if that's an audio bomb. That's what we'll call it. Uh, we get audio bombed by a little, uh, a little four-year-old special guest. So you'll, you guys will get to hear that as well. This episode probably won't be like uh, a lot of the other ones, but like I said, really important to me uh, that I that I keep his memory alive and I share with you guys uh, the reason that um, that I'm starting this and the reason that I want to do this. So without further ado, I uh, would like to present the very first episode of Zach of All Trades, hosted by yours truly, Zach Taylor, and featuring Ashton Cook as my very first guest. And here we go. Room temp. If, or room tone, excuse me, not room tone, Jesus. You, you no, can, it's about 65 degrees. <laughs> you can tell I've been doing this for a long time. Um, so like I said, the, the reason behind this episode um, is kind of an introduction as to um, why I'm doing this, kind of how I got here. Um, and, you know, for people that maybe didn't know us that well and don't really know the story, just to kind of get a chance to, to sit down and talk about Scott, you know, uh, because I'm, I'm sure that once this comes out, you know, there'll, there'll be people who, you know, that knew him well that will, you know, can get shared to and they can listen to and maybe through us talking about him and sharing our stories that they can kind of, I guess, sort of remember him more as kind of. And, and I guess this could be like a, you know, an, a, a, a verbal log, I guess, of just to kind of keep him alive, you know, through through us. And um, I want to thank you for being on. No problem. I'm yeah. really excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting it on the ground floor. So when this thing actually eventually pops, you'll be like, yeah, but I was there for episode one. Right, a, an OG. An, a, a true OG, and I'll have to have you on like 20 years later once I've once I've done everything and anything in this world. 
with this. So, do you have like a first memory of Scott? Um, I mean, I have lots of memories, but I would say the earliest that stick out, um, probably when we lived in our trailer when we had our Basset Hound Flash. Um, And I can't exactly remember how old we were. I know I wasn't in school yet, so I probably was like four, maybe five. Um, But I remember, gosh, I don't even know if I was that old. It was probably younger than that. Anyway, um, I remember living over there and having Flash and the memory that we always talk about um, when we put baby powder all over Flash. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's probably one of my earliest memories. I have a lot more memories, I feel like, though, when we were living in Texas. Yeah. More so than that. Yeah. I I feel like you would have such a better, like, memory of especially those days. Mm -hmm. Because I was – you talk about how young you were. Like, I was even younger. Right. And I very vaguely remember the – Flash and the baby powder. Yeah, that was a whole ordeal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I have a lot of memories, mostly of him in Texas. Um, I actually got a picture sent to me not that long ago of when he and my and mom were coaching the Beatles. Right, yeah. Um, and so I was looking at that picture and how young he was and how young I was. The Beatles was your uh, soccer team. The, the, one, the one time you played soccer. Yes. The one and only time I ever took on to play soccer yes Scott was he was my coach and uh he was so awesome I think about too I remember um in that house that we lived in in Paris when he was with us he I got so sick on SpaghettiOs and he had to come help me and it was you know for someone who like you know I'm not his actual child that's probably not something he wanted to do but he did so so graciously right um but yeah I would say my first memories more of my memories come from that first house um, that we lived in in Paris with him mm-hmm. and he was just like from that moment on just just a part of everything that we did you know very much so very much so um yeah, he, he's always there. I always tell you about the memory. I think about when um, we were in Kroger and you saw him for the first time since we had moved to Texas. Oh, uh, my God. I remember this. Yeah, we were down a greeting card aisle. Uh-huh. And I just remember him screaming, Doodlebug! And you just <laughs> ran up to him like, yeah, you could, t- I mean, you just ran up to him and gave him the biggest hug. And yeah. I always think about that. Yeah. Um, how it was almost like time hadn't even passed. Really though, and and that's and it's funny that that's kind of how it stayed throughout the rest of the you know throughout the years going forward. Like even because I don't like you said like I have very like vague memories of when I was really young knowing him, but the one that always sticks out, which is one of my favorites, was when we met up here again in North mm-hmm. Carolina. It was um, I can't remember what mom and I were doing, but we were just kind of kind of driving around, and she's on the phone with somebody. And uh, it's like they're just talking, like, you know, shooting the breeze. And she was like, uh, I'm here with Zach right now. And then she goes, do you want to talk to him? And I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> and, she, and he's like, okay. She looks at me and goes, hey, you remember Scott, right? I was like, yeah, he's on the phone. If you want to talk, I went, okay. And I, I picked it up, and I, I think I actually told either him or mom this. I was like, for whatever reason, even though I hadn't seen you in the longest time, and I maybe could barely remember you, I still recognized your voice. Like, when I heard his voice, I was like, I know this person. Yeah, I've, Scott has that voice, had that voice, though. Yeah, he really did. I mean, his voice was very just him. Like, yeah. you just knew it was him. There was no mistake. He just had this 
this voice and you just knew it was him yeah like and like it, it was like the weirdest thing like i feel like other people will call me i'm like who who am i talking to right now right right but literally i was like yeah i re- know yeah, exactly I, who you are yeah and it just made me like it was just like makes you feel comfortable Most, safe mm-hmm. you know and that's i mean that's like him in a nutshell really mm-hmm. and then uh i think he had mentioned like if you ever want to come over or whatever, like, we can hang out. I was like, I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, like, I can go over there. I'm, like, 13 at this point. Right. <laughs> but, and then the first time I went over to his house, it was, um, I went over there, and Dakota was over there. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I met him. Yeah. So, like, that. in in the reuniting of a, of a former family member, I'm now bringing in a new one. Right, for And it sure. was like, you know. Yeah. It, it was just, I don't even know. Yeah, I think about, remember... Seeing him for the first time when we got back here, he was living over there um, off of Hammock's Beach Road mm-hmm. uh, across from Foster's Creek. And yeah. I remember him being over there and seeing him again for the first time. Um, and like I said, it was almost like no time had passed at all. I mean, we were in different stages of our life, both him and I and you. But it was like we picked up right where we left off. And so, like you said, there's that comfort. Yeah. Um of having him there was really great. And definitely, um, we I I speak for myself, I feel like it was a point in my life I definitely needed some familiarity again. Yeah. Um, considering all that had gone on just in the past six months, past year, um, having him come back into our life was definitely a turning point for me. Yeah. For sure. No, 100%. And, like, just always there, you know. Mm-hmm. And no, no matter how, like, distant we were, whatever we were off doing, like, he was just, I just always remember him being around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In all stages of our life. And then, you know, I feel like once we got back here and we got settled, we were doing sports. You know, he made a, con- a conscious effort to be there and support us. Um, I remember him being at softball games when I was still playing in high school. I remember he would be there for tennis, for basketball. Um, he was there for all all those great things. Yeah. All those great things. I, re- I recently mm-hmm. um, heard his voice for the first time. Um, since he passed away. Really? Um, yeah, someone had posted a video or reshared a video of him and hearing his voice again for the first time after not hearing it for so long, um, that was really, that was, it just made my, it just gave me chills. I bet. You know, because it's like, gosh, I never thought I would hear that voice again. And then I forget, like, what, we live in 2020, like, the reality of it is. We're fortunate enough to be in a time where it's not the last time we hear his voice. Yeah, like it'll just always be there, right? You know, through through somebody, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of. The, um, well, we were talking about the other day with. I'm trying to think of memories. Um, when he took um, a friend and I to see Eric Church, um, and I just remember we got there. We were having so much fun, and you know the lights turn off, and all you see is like flick of lighters, and he's like, "Oh God." <laughs> Because what is everybody doing with their lighter? Well, you know, I mean, they're just doing some questionable things. Everyone's having a good time. Right? You know? I mean, everybody's getting relaxed. It's fine. But I just remember his voice being like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? Right? Well, which is funny that you say that because because uh, you found the ticket stub that he'd mm-hmm, saved. Mm-hmm. And then in that box that he had saved it, he also saved the ticket stub to a show that he took me to. Right. And it was kind of the same vibe where it, was, it wasn't people like, you know, lighten up or anything <laughs> but it was a show because i I've, you know, I've always pretty much been into like stand-up comedy and everything and, mm-hmm. I, and you know growing up in that time like my first stand-up obsession was dane cook mm-hmm. 
not too proud of it now, but you know, at the time, he was on fire. Right. And I would always watch his stuff, and he was really funny. I was probably, God, 13, maybe at the time. Right. And he takes me and uh, Dakota and I to the show, and man, that show was the raunchiest, dirtiest show <laughs> to this day I think I've ever seen. Right. And that's, right. this is like any comedian I've ever seen since, and like, the opening act was filth, he was filth, I was like, oh my, and like... At the time, it was hilarious, but I know Scott was like, oh, my God. Because he probably had people looking at him like, mm, really? You got the 13-year-olds here with you? And we're like, ah! It was hilarious. Like, we get any of the material. We're like, oh, I hate when that happens, you right. know? Like, it was so ridiculous. But I just, oh, my God, that was such a great time. And I, I think I told you, I remember, like, at the time, I was like, maybe he, like, knows that there's kids here and he's going to, like, invite us back. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe one day you'll be happy with me or something. Like, it was, like, the most delusional stuff ever, but it was awesome. Yeah, um... Some of the other stuff that sticks out, um, Scott and I, a lot of the times, we would just get in his truck and we would just ride and we would talk about all kinds of things. I mean, just sports or life or school or what the future was going to hold. Or I, I look back at that now and I'm like, wow, I'm so, so thankful for those times because it's like I tell people all the time and it sounds kind of cliche, but... You know, he took in a lot of people's kids that he didn't have to. He right. played the father role of a lot of kids that he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful and so thankful to have somebody like him in my life, um, especially when the reality of it is the father figure was lacking in ours. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott did such a great job, and he stepped up when he didn't have to, and he and did so it full force. Yeah, you know what so I mean? He did it full force. I remember there were times I would want to go do stuff, and, you know, he'd be like, here, just take these few bucks, you know, and... He would just help you out in a way that a dad, you would think that a dad would. Yeah. So I, I feel really fortunate to have had him in my life. From anyone on the outside looking in, you would you would just think that that's who that was. Right. You would never think that, you know, he was like just sort of, you know, stepping in, you know, for somebody else. You would have just thought like, yeah, that's that's who that's theirs. Most and that's and that's how he saw it, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. Like he never saw us as like. These two kids that he just knew for a long time, like, right? Like we were his, mm-hmm. you know. And he and he took pride in that. That you know that you and I kind of came up and like you know didn't turn into complete idiots and like right. fall off the rails <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I think that shows through with the saving of the ticket stubs and all the pictures that he have and right. that he kept of us from when we were little. You know, he held on to all that stuff up until you know his last day. So mm-hmm. to me. You don't do that close. if you don't really genuinely care for the people that you're with. For sure. So. Yeah. And talk, back to the point you were making about, like, all the talks that you guys had, the exact same thing with me. And that's one of the, like, because when I remember when I first got all this stuff from, excuse me, when I first got all this stuff from Mel, I was like, I don't even know, like, what to do with this. <laughs> like, there was, because the original idea for this was when he first got it, he's like, Zach, I'm getting podcast stuff. Let's do a podcast. When football season starts, come over here, and we're going to do, like, what he and I would just do sitting around. Right, right. You know, just talking about football, talking about basketball. He's like, we'll do that once the season starts. That's great with me. I've always wanted to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So when I get all this stuff, is immediately when this whole, like, uh, corona thing breaks out. Right. And so there's no sports on TV. Nothing's happening. I'm like, there's really nothing for me to talk about. So, like, I don't really know, like, what to do. And then, like, I thought about all the times that he and I just got to sit around and just talk just got to sit around and hang out and right. like I was like if I was like that's what I have to do mm-hmm. with whoever I bring in mm-hmm. with whoever wants to be on I'm going to give them what he gave to me just right. the a listening ear somebody who will talk to you and somebody who will 
you know, just be really interested in the things you have to say. And like, that's, that was like, as soon as I had that idea, it was off and running at that point. I just started, you know, going and asking people, you want to be on this and that. And, you know, it was, he, like, he's the biggest inspiration for, you know, behind this thing, man. Well, I think that this is a great way to honor him and who he was as a person. Mm -hmm. And I like to think, you know, that he is kind of watching in his own way and seeing like what this could be and what it could turn into. Yeah. Um, and it'll be kind of a way that he's always with us one way, you know, or another. Right. Because um, I still I still believe that he was gone long before he was supposed to be. Oh, um, yeah. So I think that this is a great way to just kind of let him live on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he would be so proud. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. I feel really fortunate and just really honored to be episode one um <laughs> so like i said one day i can say i'm an og, yeah, OG which will probably be the sure. one and only time in my life i can ever <laughs> say that the only time you can actually qualify for an og exactly original. but i mean if it was going to be one time i would definitely i feel like this would be the best if, so. if, if anything you might not want to claim to be an og of this one day if, if, it, if it doesn't work out you're like weren't, weren't you episode one like, uh <laughs> you were the pilot like <laughs> the pilot <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Wow, you guys got canceled after the first season. Yeah, right. We heard the first episode. We are just it, not digging it. It really changed. <laughs> it was really dry, so. <laughs> you said you weren't going to be good. This is great. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. you know, You're try killer. Try yeah. Do you have any other, like, really, like, awesome, like, memories of him or anything? Um, I mean, I'm sure I do. I mean, I... They're not, like, specific memories. I just think about, like, stuff that he used to do or things that he used to say. Um, when I spoke at his funeral, I talked about how he came to my one and only play I ever did when I was in school, and I was a ugly stepsister, um, and my <laughs> name was Begonia, and from then on out, yeah. that was, you know, I love you, Begonia, or see you, Begonia, and, you know, for people that know him, um, his middle name was Andrew, and he couldn't, <laughs> yep, stand, couldn't stand to be it. called Andrew, so I would always, you know, like, snap back at him and be like, see you, Andrew, <laughs> Um, and you and Nana were like the only two only people. two people that could probably get away with that. Anybody else, it would be just about fighting words. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but if it was you or Kathy Cotton, he'd be like, "All right, I'll see you." <laughs> right? Yep. But no, I think about that. I always think about his big old bear hugs because you know I like to think I'm pretty tall for a woman. You know, I'm five eight. I'm I'm pretty tall, but he's just seemed like he would tower over me. Yeah. And. um but it was nice, though, because he would always just give you those big old bear hugs, and you'd be like, all right, everything's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there for me probably more than anybody yeah. ever has been. So. And one thing about him that I always kind of, like, admire is, like, he was himself 100% of the time. For sure. Like, he had a style all his own. <laughs> like, he's the only person, like, one of the only people that I know that, like, looks like that, talked like that, mm-hmm. just, like... And it was all him, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he never really, you know... He never wavered from that. No, not at all. And, like, if you met him 10, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. that's the guy you're going to see today. Oh, yeah. You know, he he, he kept it, you know... 100. 100, <laughs> really. He kept he kept it 100, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I think, yeah, he's he was true to himself mm-hmm. um, for... As long as I can remember. Right. I mean, he's all, to me, he's always the Scott. He's always been. So mm-hmm. if anybody has ever seen a different side of him, it hasn't been me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, you're right. Totally himself, totally true to who he is, 
hit. And like I said, I think this is going to be really great. I'm really excited to see where all this goes. Yeah. And so. you, uh, so he, he walked you down the aisle at your wedding. Yes, you he did. That? So um, I remember he had, him and Mel had gotten married um, a year before Ricky and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, they got married in April. I want to say they got married in April, the end of April, beginning Sounds of May. Right, yeah. um, and then Ricky and I got married that following May. And I remember being at his wedding and just asking him, like, hey, I really would like for you to walk me down the aisle. Like, I don't feel like I could do that without you. And, you know, he just was like, you know, he would never, he had his sunglasses on, so I couldn't see if he teared up or not. But I'm pretty sure he probably did. <laughs> um, but no, it just didn't feel right to not have him walk me down the aisle. Um, I feel like, I mean, that's a, dad's rite of passage yeah. and i felt like he was more than deserving of that yeah um and it just felt right it just felt natural um you know of course my own my biological dad our biological dad you know he was there and everything but truthfully it wouldn't have been the same if scott hadn't been on the other side of me no i understand that 100%. um so for him to be able to give me away and just to be there and support me and you know tell me like you know this is great this is awesome you're making a good choice a good decision that meant a lot um, I also had him there for graduation, just like you did. Yeah. Um, he that's, was that's right. That's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> not ready for that. You're going to get into that. Right. Um, <laughs> he was there for um, my high school graduation and my college graduation, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like those are just times for people to be there. You know, as much as it seemed like it might have been about me, it was really about all of you guys yeah. and how much you guys have supported me and. I felt like he deserved a seat at that table just as anybody else did. For so. sure, man. Yeah, and I, I I felt the same way in my few accomplishments that he got to see. Um, <laughs> that that's one thing though that I talked about uh, with mom, like kind of after everything went down in February. I was like, you know, I think one of my biggest regrets is that I don't really think he ever got to see me like do anything. You know, like he you know he got to see me grow and everything and like become like become a man a little mm-hmm. bit but like i, I like I, I i felt like i kind of missed out on like being him like being able to see him like you know like i'm proud of you like i know you can do it because i know that's how he felt right i know that's how like he would like anytime i'd be struggling or anytime i'd be like mm-hmm. kind of down or out or like i know he was like always like i know you can do it like right. i know you can figure it out right and you know the, the fact that he kind of never got to really see that come to fruition kind of it kind of sticks with me today, you know. Well, I think that you have a pretty good chance of all this taking off mm-hmm. um, and all this just being, like, to come out on top. And if that's the case, I think you take the cake in regards to <laughs> accomplishments. So he might not be here physically, but in spirit, I mean, yeah. he would just he would just be really proud because, I mean, like you said, this is something that you guys had talked about doing. And I, yeah. you know, I think that this is this is super awesome. And I and I think that like again like that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this is mm-hmm. because like this seems like a huge opportunity that I've been gifted. Right, like, for sure. Know, like this is a gift. Oh yeah. You know, and as much as it is an opportunity like it's something that like anybody would be lucky to have and anybody would be lucky to have this opportunity. And I feel like not only like do I feel to myself, but I feel like to him that I have to like you know, take advantage of this opportunity and not let it slip. Oh, yeah. You know, and even if I do it and I fall flat on my face, like, at least I could say that I did it and I tried, uh, you know, and I think, you know, it was it was always in those moments that, like, I gave it all my effort that I know he was always, like, like, he was always the most proud of me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think about um, another, like, really great memory I have is just him being at the hospital um, (laughs) when I had Landon. Yeah. Um, 
because the reality of it is, it's like our dad wasn't even there for that. Mm -hmm. So to have Scott there and Mel there and just be so supportive and, you know, just be there for us and be there when like a really, really big moment in my life happened. Mm -hmm. I was just really grateful for that. Um, Yeah, I remember that night um, that at this time there was a bit of a, excuse me, there was a bit of a riff between our mom and I. Just, you know, for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. you know, I'm her and I are tough to deal with sometimes. And uh, that night, Scott and I was there and mom was there and everybody we were and Scott and I were just kind of in we were in the hallway talking we literally like sitting like on the hallway. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like, you know, so what's going on between you two? And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, blah, blah, blah. he's like, well, you know, this is kind of a big day. And like, you know, like you don't want to have like, you know, the, all these negative emotions on a day like this. Like this is like a big deal. And he kind of pretty much like. I guess he, he honestly probably like helped me squash everything. Right. And he's like, look, she's right there. You're right here. Like, why don't you guys just talk? And like, you know, if, had anybody else said anything to me, I'd be like, whatever. Right. Like, Blown it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get out of my business. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell her that. Or <laughs> right. Something. Right. And like when he kind of like the way he sat me down and everything. And like from that day, I was like, like literally like that's how I felt. I was like, I don't want him to come into this world. Right. With two of the most important people in his mm-hmm. life, like at each other's throats or whatever. Right. Like I always want, anytime he sees anybody that's that's close to him, mm-hmm. uh, they they're a united front. Right. Because that's something that you and I have never really had. We've never right. had like you know two people in our lives like all in a hundred percent with mm-hmm. with each other and right. with us. With us. And I was just like I would I don't want to be that that you know that squeaky wheel messing everything up. Right. So then her and I, we got together, we kind of talked it out, and then from that point on, we've been nothing but, that was what, four years ago? Yeah, almost been, five. Yeah, and we've, five been, and we've been, you know, close as ever, ever since. Yeah, I know. feel like that's just a really, like, it's just a big statement in regards to the person that Scott was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just trying to just be there for all of us in all different stages of our life, Um and, you know, being able to not play both sides of the fence, but being able to kind of unite us um, or whoever for that matter. Um, and just, I mean, just to be that guy, that listener, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And when I think about it like that, it's hard. It makes it kind of difficult, you know, because you think about it, it's like, man, Scott was that person for everybody, but yeah. maybe he didn't have that for himself. Um, so I think sometimes when you think about it in that way, it's it'll kind of get to you, you know what I mean? Because he was, he was that person for everybody, whether it was a shoulder to cry on, mm-hmm. and just somebody to listen, or if you were mad about something. And, you know, Scott, he would tell it to you straight, too, if you were wrong. I was about to say, you said he, he, could, would, play, he could play both sides of the fence. Would, he man. would tell it to you straight. If, if, he, if you were in the wrong, he would tell you, mm-hmm. not in a way that would make you upset or make you mad, but make you like, okay, like maybe I need to rethink, you know, how I'm viewing this. Yeah. Um, and so he was all of that for us. And mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe that was something that, you know, he really needed for himself. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can all agree it's a lot easier to help others versus look at ourselves in the mirror and deal with our own problems. That's very well said. Um, so, I mean, helping other people, he, he was just really great at that. He yeah. was. He was so great at that. And the, the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me when it first, you know, when all this went down was like, you can't blame yourself. Right. Because like the, the first thing I thought was like, and because like you said, like all the times he's been there for you and I, for everybody, like, like, why Why couldn't I have returned that? Right. Because maybe if I'd have been able to, like, this never would have happened. And I've heard, you know, from plenty of people, like, you can't do that. Right. You can't do that to yourself. You can't do that, you know, because that's not what he would have wanted. 
Agreed. You know, agree with that and statement. That, and that was and that was tough to deal with at first. And he, it, it's still kind of like I think I've talked to you about this before. It kind of hits me in waves. You know, right? There'll be you know times where um you know the day will go by and like everything will be okay. If I mm-hmm. think about him, it'll be you know of something positive. Right. And then out of nowhere, it'll just be like whoosh, just a right. ton of emotions and just like the realization that he's not here and you know and I said at the funeral you know one thing that he and I always talked about was when I eventually which you know we're still we're, we're hanging on by a thread here if I'll ever have children <laughs> um <laughs> but he always talked about how because like you have a boy mm-hmm. uh, Mel's daughters they all have boys yes all the boys all the boys <laughs> even, even Jeff and Brittany have one yep, all the girls had the boys yeah literally yeah and so and he, he was like, you have to have a girl, and he and she's going to set them all straight. Right. And I was, I always, he would just joke with me all the time. It's like, yeah, Ashton got to have the boy. That means you have to have a girl. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, the thing about that is, if you had had a girl while he was still alive, my God, he would have not been worth anything. <laughs> he would have literally melted yeah. in her the palm of her hand. For I could just see him right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you Everybody gives mom or somebody a hard time, like, oh, y'all let Landon do whatever. I'm like, Scott would be, he'd have been like, you want to drive the truck at five years old? <laughs> Here's the keys, dear. Like, go drive. Like, it would have been. He'd have been just as bad. Yeah, he'd have been like butter. It would have been over. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just, he's just always, he's like that with, you know, Mel's grandkids. Mm-hmm. He's like that with, you know, he was like that with Landon. Mm-hmm. He's just, that's just how he was, man. Like, yeah. he's, you know, Grandpa Scott was, was awesome. The video that I saw of him um, that Mel posted, I think it was Mel that posted, somebody posted it. It was him dancing um, with uh, Gene and um, Chase. Mm -hmm. And you can just see him just having, like, the time of his life at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, he he was really good with the kids, most definitely. But going back... Going back to what you were talking about with grief, um, I think it's just a testimony to how difficult gr- grief can be and that it truthfully does come in waves. Um, and so I think it's important for people to hear that because a lot of times I think we have the impression that we should just suck it up and move on and he wouldn't want us, they wouldn't want us to feel this way and we just need to, you know, just deal with it. But in reality, we need to actually deal with it yeah. to take those highs and those lows and just use that time to reflect mm-hmm. and to think about you know, like what, what has come of it since then and just be grateful for the time that we have. There's um, there's a cardinal that comes every single day in the backyard without fail. <laughs> and cardinals are said to be um, visitors of people that have passed. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday there were two cardinals in the yard. And so, we're, or no, not, it was Monday. He was like, there's two cardinals in the yard. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. And I told him, I said, well, it must be Scott and Rayford. And Rayford is Ricky's granddad that had passed away not even that long ago. And so some people believe in that stuff. Some people don't. I take it as I'll take whatever sign I can get just to think, just to make myself feel like he's still here. So that's, that's really sweet. And Mm -hmm. I, and I, I mean, yeah, like I, I totally understand where you come Mm -hmm. from with that. Mm -hmm. Like, 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 I think people that like don't believe in that kind of thing or like kind of don't buy into that it's probably, it's probably people that have never really experienced anything like that exactly and I, I think I fully agree with that. I think once you actually had go through something like that like you kind of look at everything differently oh yeah well you're willing to hang on to any little thread of that course. might mean that they're still here in right. some some way shape or form whatever that might be yeah and I mean <laughs> come here come here you want to say something mm-hmm Hello. <laughs> Tell them your name. 
And it is land on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say something to Grandpa Scott? What's up, bro? <laughs> Can I talk? <clears throat> Tell him you love him. <laughs> I'll be all right. on in a minute, okay? We'll be on in a minute, all right, buddy? We'll be out in like, hold get, on, hold on. We'll be like 10 minutes and we'll come out, okay? Be right back. And we'll, we'll play get Smash Bros and all the good stuff. You've had an ice cream sandwich. <clears throat> no, I didn't. What's you on lies your, all what's on your face? Hard to kids. Okay, I'll be on there in just a minute, okay? I bought one of you guys. Not yet. Hold we'll on. be out in like 10 minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I promise. What are you going to do? We're hold doing on. boring adult stuff, man. Who is it? <laughs> hold on, almost done. <clears throat> it's gonna be a lot of editing. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'm keeping that part of oh, the yeah. way you said I love you. I that's know, right? That's the cute part, part. cutest part. Yeah. <clears throat> but let's see. We're about we're about thirty minutes in, so okay. that's that's not terrible. That's we'll, good. We can we can just talk for a few more minutes and then okay. we'll hop off. That's um, fine. That night was really tough. No, that was. Um, yeah, that that night, that was probably easily the hardest night of my life. I um for sure. Just to, just from my perspective. So, um, at the time, it was it was your birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the actual day. Yeah, the actual day. Yeah. The Sunday, February twenty third. Yeah, not the twenty fourth. Nope. <clears throat> yeah. Which I, that's always what I say too. I'm like, no, I know, I know the date was the twenty fourth, <laughs> but it's. It was not. It was the 23rd. <laughs> right. And I always, I think it's hilarious that he um, he was laid to rest on the 29th, on the leap day. I know. Well, and that's, <laughs> well, and that's what the Jones Funeral Home people said. They said, well, at least you won't have to, like, really think about it, because the 29th only comes around, like, every, like, what, four four years? Okay, as if March 1st, we're not going to be like, oh, you know? It's the same thing, but no. So, like, so that, that night, so I had texted him probably... Three to three, a couple days before, maybe like three days before that, and we just, you know, we just kept in touch, you know, just text whatever, send some, send something funny to him. He apparently he hated baked beans or just beans in general. Yes, I know that for sure. Beans is a no go. Beans is a no go, and I didn't know this for the longest time. And he told me randomly one day, I was like, you don't like beans? Like it was like the weirdest thing ever. So anytime I would see like you know how people like put like beans in like really weird stuff, right? Like I saw one, it was a bean filled donut. And I was like, oh, my God. I said to him, he's like, if I ever get a hand of this, I'm going to kill somebody. So that's just the kind of stuff we would send back and forth. So I texted him a couple of days before your birthday. And I, I had known that he had been kind of, you know, dealing with some stuff. And, right. You know, we, we had talked a couple of times, you know, just gone over there and, you know, just try. Like, it was one of the few times where, like, I felt like, you know, my whole life he's felt like a dad. And mm-hmm. I've been like, you know, his son or whatever. Right. But this was, like, the first time I felt like a friend. Mm-hmm. And he trusted me enough to like sit me down and like confide in you. Yeah, like for no, like for real. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. And you know, and he was just telling me like you know how tough things have been and how you know he's he's you know going through some stuff. And I was like just as much as I could be to be there for him. And I remember it was it was like the middle of February, and I was like, the good news is is your birthday's coming up, and that's when he's going to come to see everybody. He's going to see Nanny. He's going to see Landon, and that should help pick his spirits up because like. Anytime he's over here with us, like it's always a great time. Right. You know, he's always so happy, and so I made sure, like I made sure, like I texted him, like, "Hey, are you going to be there on Sunday?" Yeah, 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 I'll be there. I was like, oh, "Great, like that's awesome." Like when he comes over, like everything's going to start to get better because he's going to be like, "Man, I love these guys." Like that's how he all, you know, how he always is. Right. And so, and I hadn't told you or mm-hmm. mom or anybody mm-hmm. that he had been going through things because right. I just I didn't want to, you know, put his business out there. No, that you makes know? sense. And so, so that night we're we're all there and. You had mentioned that he hadn't texted you. Right. 
And I was like, yeah, he hadn't texted me all day, which was very odd. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's that's weird, man. I don't know. So, I finally I was like, so, hey, mom, Ash, like, here's the situation. Like he, what he told me, like he'd been going through some stuff, and I wasn't gonna say anything. But then when you said he hadn't texted you, I was like, you know, maybe something's wrong. Like maybe needs somebody to go over there see if he's okay. And uh, you went over there, mm-hmm. knocked on the door. No one came, obviously. Right. And uh, the next day is when we heard the news. So I was at my house. Mom texted me if I was off work, and before I could even respond, called me immediately. Right. Um, and so I get the call, like, hey, can you come over? Like, yeah, is everything okay? Yeah, we'll talk when I get there. And when she said that, I was like... This is not good. No. Like, no, please, no. Right. And I'm driving over, and she sits me down, and you know the big joke is I'm, like, the last person to know everything? Right. This was this time. the very opposite. <laughs> you were the very first And I'm here to tell you... It's not great. Right. I'd rather not. <laughs> From the now on, I'll be From the now last on, person. you guys can just tell me last. <laughs> um, she sat me down and she told me, and obviously it was just immediate, just like the, the worst. Right. And then, like, honestly, like, one of the first things I said was, oh, my God, you have to tell Ashton. And, like, literally, like, I started, sh- I'm shaking right now just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like, I literally was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I, I don't know if I can handle that. Right. Like, I don't even, like, I can barely handle this news. I don't know if I can handle you telling her. Right. Like, it's going to, like, I know she's going to be so upset. And one thing that sticks with me is just the look on your face when she told you. And mom and I talked about this, and this may sound a bit grim, but I think, I think we've all have maybe been in this state of mind before, maybe have all kind of had thoughts like that. Mom and I talked about, you know, kind of being in this position before. Right. After seeing your face, I don't think I could ever do that. Right. <laughs> like, I honestly, after that, I was like, I could never do this to, to my family, to the people that I love. Like, I could never, ever do it. Because, like, just how completely destroyed we all were. Oh, yeah. It was... Like, I was like, I couldn't even imagine doing something like that. Yeah. From my perspective, I think about... um we're all, it was my birthday again. We're all getting ready to sit down to eat and Scott and Mel haven't showed up. Um, at this point, you know, you hadn't really just, you hadn't disclosed that, you know, Scott and Mel were going through some stuff. So mom calls Scott and is like, Hey, we're waiting on you guys. We're going to go ahead and eat. Um, you know, still come over and come see us. And, you know, we don't ever get a call back. And, um, then I remember, you know, I tell him like, yeah, I haven't, he hasn't texted me today. And I remember, I feel like Nana had already left at this point yeah um and i just remember you and her talking and talking and talking and i kind of walk out and it was almost like you guys weren't sure if you were going to tell me um about the stuff with scott and mel and so i remember just like you know you were like yeah him and mel have been having some problems um or just going through some stuff and i just remember like i didn't even think twice i grabbed my stuff Mm -hmm. and Ricky's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm going to check on Scott. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, do you want somebody to come with you? And I said, no, if Scott is down and out, like he's not going to want a lot of people to see him this way. Right. Um, so I get in my car. Luckily, Scott lives not even five minutes up the road. Right. I mean, not maybe three minutes um, in a car. And I just remember going, flying down the road, trying to get there as fast as I can. And I pull up in the yard and I see his truck and the type of door that he has. Um, it's like your typical front door, but the... It's got the oval in the front um, that's got glass or whatever. It's obviously like that bubbled looking glass so you can't quite see. Um, You can't quite see everything that's inside. Mm -hmm. And I just remember walking up to the door and he had um, the lamp on that was sitting as you walk in, like in the entryway. Um, 
And so to me, it reminded me of something like if you were to leave, but you didn't want, but you wanted to leave a light on. So that way, when you come home, like you would be able to see. Right. Um, so I knock on the door, I bang on the door. I can hear the dogs are going stir crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Scott, Scott, like, are you in there? And I'm just knocking on the door, knocking on the door. Um, and there was nothing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm like walking back to my car and I get in the car and I come home and I'm like, yeah, I said I, his truck is there, but I don't know if he was home or not. Um, and so that was when mom messaged Jody, yeah. um, who lives right across the street from him and was like, hey, have you heard from Scott? Um, so we go to bed. I remember you telling me shortly thereafter, a few days after everything that you drove by yourself um, on your way home, stopped in, kind of saw the same thing that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get up, I go to work the next day. I'm a teacher. Um, so I'm at school, and I remember mom texting me and saying, hey, I need you to come home as soon as you're done with work. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, this is odd. I'm like, what's going on? She's just like, you know, I just need you to come home. And I remember kind of having a mini freak out because I'm like, okay, Landon's with you. Like, is everything okay? And she's like, oh, I didn't mean to scare you. Like, yeah, he's fine. He's okay. So I'm like, okay. And I remember as soon as I was done with that, I got off the phone. I called you, and I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Have you talked to mom? And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm at yeah, the house I'm right the house, now. So man. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you kind of need to get here. <laughs> so after I get off the phone with you, I call um, my husband. I call Ricky, and I say, hey, I don't, I don't under, I don't know what's going on with my mom. Like, I, she needs me to come home. I asked her if Landon was fine. She's acting super weird. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, just I guess you just need to go home when when work's over. So I go. I, it's probably like half an hour before I'm done. Um, I end up leaving and I get to the house and, um, I remember walking in, I see your face. I see her face. Yeah. We're both a wreck. Right. And she tells me and just like, I just remember like feeling like I was like just melting at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found out later is that when I did call Ricky, um, he already knew, um, yeah, and right. he's at, he was actually, a, at Fort Bragg at the time. He had just come home about three weeks before, um, mm-hmm. from deployment and he had already known and he had to be on the other side of the phone telling me, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why your mom called. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's already on the road. He's already on his way home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure like that was super difficult for him. Yeah, I would say the way that everything went down, just the series of events, the chain of events, um, I always thought to myself, like, man, I wish I would have, you know, I, I man, I'm. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I would have just opened up the door. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I'm glad I didn't go in there because yeah. I like to think, I mean, I say I like to think, I like to think that everything that transpired happened on Saturday night Yeah. Um, because I like to think that he would have at least texted me happy birthday on Sunday mm-hmm. one last time before he was going to do whatever he was going to do. Yeah. Um, so that you could have that. Yeah. So, you know. The reality of it is when I got there, whatever was done was already done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Ricky has since come back and said, you know, I'm really glad I didn't go with you because I would have been like, no, we need to get in the house. Something's not right. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, you hate to say it, but everything worked out the way that it was supposed to work out in mm-hmm. regards to all of that. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, you know, February is officially my least favorite month. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and if I don't ever celebrate another birthday, I probably would not be sad. Um <laughs> But I think about just in 
the week leading up to his funeral was probably easiest, the longest week of my life. Oh, I, by the time we got everything settled and we had the funeral, I was like, I swear, I feel like it's been a month. Really? It has like, to No, seriously. Been. Like, it was just the worst. Yeah. And I, you know, I went to work the next day and I told, you know, my boss, and I told one of my other coworkers and they're looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and, you know, I told him, I was like, I have to be here because if I don't, I'm going to sit in the yep. dark at my house in a hole and just sulk. The, and, like, I'm just not ready for that just yet. The same so. thing The same thing happened to me when I first went back because, <clears throat> excuse me, my work actually found out, not through me, weirdly right. enough, like, some somehow through some chains, they actually found out the news. And before I could even, like, go to my boss and be like, hey, like, I need to kind of talk to you. She texted me, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Anything you need, let us know. Take as much time off as you need. And right. I was like, dang, all right. And then when right. I went and when I went back, I actually found out that my boss, my supervisor, had kind of actually gone through something similar in her family. Okay. Someone had taken their life. Okay. And she was just like, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I know how you feel. Like, it's the worst. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's and, a rough feeling. And it honestly kind of made her and I close. Like, we were pretty close as it was because I worked there for so long. Right. But, like, that just kind of added, added another layer to it. Yeah, I um I think about when you think about death and you think about losing people. Um, I don't think it's it's easy to lose anybody in any form or fashion. No. Um, but I do think it does kind of weigh on you when you think about how a person took their own life, and you just you mm-hmm. know it really always stuck with me. Like, God, I I wish I would have known that Scott was in some type of hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's easier easy for us to say like, well, what if, what if, what if. You know, but we, I think we've all just really dealt with it in the best way that we know how to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back again to you doing this whole podcast, I really think that this is just going to be just a really, really great thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, you know, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited and I'm really grateful to have been on the first episode and been able to talk about him and just talk about all all the different parts, the good, the bad and the ugly. So this is some of my favorite stuff. Just it's really cathartic and. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me about it. It's this is this is the only way I could ever see starting the show, honestly. Yeah, no, I, like I said, uh, it's been a pleasure, and it will probably be the only time I can say I'm an OG. So <laughs> I will definitely, definitely accept the invitation. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ashton. If you want to plug anything, this is this would be the time to do it. If you've got uh, some socials you want to plug or anything, or if you want to... Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm not much of, like, an influencer or anything. Like, I'm not cool enough to do all that, so... Uh, No problem. All right, thanks, Ashton. I love you. Yep, love you too. No problem. All right, cool. All right, I want to give another big thanks to my my big sis, Ash, for being on uh, the first episode. Uh, We kind of joked at the end there that there's uh, nothing really to plug in this episode. Um, so I guess the one thing that you should, uh, or that anyone listening to this should take away, um, those that you hold very close to you, you know, the people in your life that you love, uh, you know, stay on them, check up on them, make sure they're doing okay. Um, go over and see them as much as you can. Uh, you know, cherish the moments you have with them, uh, because you, you just don't ever know what can happen. Uh, you just don't can you can never really know what someone's going through until you ask, um, and a lot of times uh, that's the biggest thing people are looking for is just just to have someone that 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 has um, that cares enough to ask, and uh, I guess that's the biggest thing I could take away from this, and the biggest thing that that's you know that's the biggest thing that I've taken away from this whole experience is just you know if if you have someone in your life and you really care about them a lot, tell them. You know, tell them how much you love them. Tell them how much you care about them. Uh, you know, because you just you just don't ever know. And um, uh, it's it's tough that he's not here anymore. Um, 
but I know, you know, wherever he is right now, he's looking down and he's watching. And um, I think he's proud that um, that I'm doing something that I love and uh, doing it for him. That That's what this is all about, um, you know, keeping his memory and his spirit alive. And um, I miss him a whole lot and I love him. Scott Andrew Patrick, you will be with me forever. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but going forward, uh, you know, this is going to be a fan and listener supported podcast, um, you know, just supported by whoever wants to listen to it. Um, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Zach of all trades. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Dose of Zach. Um, you can listen to this show, hopefully wherever you can listen to any of your favorite podcasts. Um, uh, and this is going to be, you know, a free forum for anybody, you know, anyone, anybody is welcome uh, if you have any inquiries or, or if you're interested in being a part of the show, uh, send me an email at podztt at gmail.com. That's podztt at gmail.com.